0: February 5, welcome into Amateur Hour. It's me, Leo Saylor, joined by Ryan Poley, Safwan Avi, and today we're throwing it back a little bit. Ryan Carrangles joining us. We've got a lot to talk about. Obviously, going to talk about the Super Bowl. Obviously, going to talk about how Tom Brady's the best. And maybe sometime soon I'll let the other guys talk. But first, <laughs> let me remind everyone that Tom Brady is the best, regardless of what anyone here has to say. Let's get started, boys. What's first? Welcome back, Pod
1: Father. Yeah, first foremost. we got to say what's
2: up to Orion. You know, throwing it back to the old, old over a year ago when we used to record it with Ron. This is probably
1: before Amateur Hour was even a thing. Yeah,
2: this is before we even came up with a name, before, you know, we got settled in. Just recording this podcast. Orion, so, welcome. We hope everything has been good with you. So obviously, oh yeah, you, you want to take the floor? Go ahead and say. Go Was ahead that, and talk. Thanks
3: for having me. It's glad to be back. Uh, over to you. Oh, absolutely. So, <laughs> <Very insightful. laughs> yeah, a whole
2: lot to say. Let's go. Yeah. So obviously, the first thing everybody knows, we're gonna talk about the Super Bowl. The Patriots won a uh, low-scoring game, the lowest-scoring Super Bowl ever, thirteen to three. And obviously, the what we take away is the Patriots are amazing. Um, Tom Brady. <laughs> Amazing at, at what? <laughs> yeah, the Patriots uh, just win a whole bunch of Super Bowls all the time. It's nothing new it's to like us. It's like collecting baseball
1: cards at this point.
2: They, they, they just uh, pick up Lombardi trophies like, yeah, like Paulie said, just like picking up a random baseball card.
1: Did you see their uh,
0: their airplane and what they tweeted? No. On the rear, I guess you would call that fin of their team. The tail. Yeah. Their team airplane. Yeah, the tail. It had five Lombardi trophies on it. So the Patriots took a picture of their plane and tweeted it with the caption guess we gotta buy a new plane (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, when
2: you can can flex like that when you just pick up rings you know by the snap of a
0: finger so what do you guys think about the
1: game though because a lot of people didn't like it because they thought it was boring some people did you see Trey Wingo uh, this morning he was talking about it he goes. If you don't, if you think the Super Bowl is boring, don't watch it. He exploded midair with a goal like, Oh my! He was like, "If you don't want to watch the Super Bowl, then don't watch it. Don't complain when it's boring, because you know you're gonna watch it regardless. So you see, you want to see who wins." Yeah, I agree
2: with that because you could say it's
1: boring, but you're still you're still gonna watch the game. You yeah, know, you're still gonna see
2: what's happening because it's the Super Bowl. So even though it may have been a boring game, you know millions and millions of people still watch the game. I personally sure wasn't as you know, climactic as I would maybe wanted to. I, I didn't see – like cry-matic. Yeah, I didn't see like four or five touchdowns from each team, you know, as we've been spoiled to see these past couple years. I predicted 28-24. I mean, yeah, I had like, it. Everybody I, was wrong. You you
1: guys predicted higher scores than that. Yeah, you know?
2: I, I had the Rams in the 30s because I thought the Rams' offense was going to, you know,
1: play really well. I told you weeks ago Jared Goff was not as elite as you thought he nah, would Nah,
2: Jared Goff, he was – he he played terrible. But then again, his offensive line also played terrible. Oh, you could say Tom
0: Brady played terrible too.
2: I about to say, we talk about Brady, and yes, he's the greatest of all time, and I'm not saying that he's yeah,
1: not, for. 270 yards but he
2: Tom Brady really did not pedestrian he really didn't have a really good game Tom Brady was not really he never does have a great
1: game he's the best dinker dunker average quarterback ever he's just the best to do it okay okay
0: we're gonna settle this argument once and for (laughs) all. no he's had great games like last year he had a great game but he's so
1: good at being very like average we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna throw
0: a little bit of a spin on this one the first pass he threw was an interception it was it was give me a minute boys
1: give you a minute what do you give me a minute what
0: we're gonna set a timer. Okay. Alright? We're, we're, we're gonna set a timer. We're gonna set a five-minute timer on is Tom Brady the best quarterback of all time. Okay. After that, we're done talking about Tom Brady. We well, can yeah, talk too. a little bit yeah. more about the Super Bowl if we want, but we're done with that particular conversation. So, with that said, <laughs> let me pull up the clock right here. Uh, you know, I need digital. I can't really read the analog clock. Too, Real quick,
2: before you do that. that I thought the Rams played really well in terms of their defense. They stopped the Patriots. They only scored one touchdown. See, Donald throw Brady down
1: like he was a ragdoll. Yeah,
2: I, I think Wade Phillips did a great job scheming up to stop the Patriots offense, which he did. You know, they only scored one they both touchdown. Did yeah. You know, and I thought Bill Belichick and Brian Flores, the new head coach of the Miami Dolphins, did a great job. This was a defensive minded game. Brady didn't play exceptional. He played, yeah, like Leo said, pretty pedestrian. You know, he threw a pick on his first, on his first <laughs> throw, and after that he was good. Nothing spectacular. Yeah. Yeah, they did. I, I, Julian Edelman had a great game, but it didn't lead to points. You know, they only scored 13 points. He had 146 yards receiving, but no touchdowns. So I, so I think the Rams did a great job of playing defense. They should have gave. Offense. They should have
1: gave the kicker the MVP. Koskowski, he missed one. He didn't miss he, one. He probably really should have been another
2: on to the punter or Slater, who was uh, downing every single ball within the t- 10 yard line. That's right. You know. So I think it was a great defensive game.
0: Good for the brand. All right, we're gonna start the conversation now. Terrific. So, team. Mr. Poli, I'm gonna direct this question to you first. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback to ever live? Yeah. Okay, never mind. I don't know why I started the time.
1: <laughs> he's he's the greatest because he wins, and he's the best at what he does. Joe Montana yeah. was the greatest because he won his rings, and he did it in the fashion he did. Coming back twice, he beat the Bengals in one year. RIP our Bengals. But Whose Bengals? Our Bengals. <laughs> the jokes. Cincinnati The Bengals. But it's hard to say he's not because of the rings. He, yeah. d- he wins the way he does because he's the best at what he does. Everyone else has this mold of, like, you have to be the best pocket passer in the world to be the best quarterback in the world. Tom Brady is that guy still. And he doesn't throw the ball more than 30 yards downfield. He just finds the open guy and he gets it to him. He nails it every time. Yeah, and he leads his receivers to the point where, like, he's going to throw it on your shoulder where he wants you to run with the ball. Edelman caught a pass on his left shoulder, Rando's left, and he's like wide open down the middle of the field. If he throws to your right shoulder, you're on the right side of the he field. He was making a lot of open throws yesterday.
2: A lot of, I could have made a
1: lot of those throws that he was. Yeah, doing like his yesterday. receivers are open. Oh, that's part of the game plan. I just, <laughs> I, I can't
0: stand the argument that he's only as good as the system, because mm. then I genuinely ask the same. People but look who what say happened that.
2: yesterday. Brady wasn't the reason they won. Not even
0: maybe that okay, close. Okay, okay. So you're saying won. that he's the quarterback he is based on the system.
2: I. I think Brady would have been great regardless but having Bill Belichick I think elevated his so life. But I think it's mutual. I think, think having Brady elevated Belichick. No, no Exactly. you can't
3: together. say that. You can't say that. <laughs> I think no. they
0: mutually work great for each other. Considering this team and I'm not saying the Patriots franchise. I'm saying this team, meaning these same core players and roster. coach, this current roster, right? Have won as many Super Bowls oh, as okay. any NFL franchise ever. Ever. More. More than any. Somebody, somebody, oh, that's that's, no, yeah, yeah. Somebody's got to be the best there. And if it's not Brady, and people want to say it's because he's the systems quarterback and he's only good in this system, and like you said, Safwan, you could do that. Well, then, yesterday he was throwing Then if you believe that, receivers. then you. You have to also believe that Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. Do, is that what you believe? I believe that wholeheartedly. I yeah, believe okay. wholeheartedly Bill Belichick okay. is the greatest coach to ever. Because I've spoken to people who say Tom Brady's not the greatest of all time and he's only a byproduct of the system. But then I say, oh, so Bill Belichick's the greatest coach of all time.
1: And they say, oh, no. No, it's Joe Lombardi or Bill Walsh from the Niners. Like, no. Whatever. But the, the, the thing Lombardi. is, if you say that Lombardi. Brady's
0: not the best because of the system and you want to use that as a crutch, then you have to grant – Bill Belichick, the honor of being the greatest coach yeah. of all like the
2: time. the same amount of
1: credit you give Tom. The right. exact same amount I of credit. I personally
2: think Bill Belichick is by far the greatest coach of all time. The adjustments that he makes, the attention to detail that Wait, he does. Wait, did you, you say second adjustments. half adjustments? Yeah. Bengals, take notes. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. He literally <laughs> makes plays. <Zach> Taylor. <laughs> he literally makes plays two hours before the game to run. No other coach I've heard he even does things remotely close to that.
1: Classic football guy.
2: Like, Belichick is incredible when it comes to, you know, adjustments. You know, pl- uh, paying the players that he knows he should pay, like Stephon Gilmore, he gave yeah. him a big contract. He didn't give Nate Solder the big contract. They lose Rob Gronkowski, they lose Julian Edelman, and they're still winning all these games. That's yeah. coaching right there. It's, That's it's, Bill Belichick It's also right crazy
1: there. the magnanimity that he won. Like, the Rams went all in this year. They signed, like, I think six different guys to their defense, like Aqib Tlaib. Uh Sue, like three different guys in their secondary. Peters, yeah, yeah traded for Marcus Peters. They added all these guys to their defense, and then they signed Gurley. They picked up C.J. Anderson just for whatever. He ended up being a productive value yeah, in the nice, playoff. Nice work, yeah, nice they got job. Goff as the centerpiece of their offense. They have plenty of receivers to throw to. And at the end of the day, the Patriots still won with who, Julian Edelman and Gronk, who's going to
2: retire probably. And, who, and what was the reason? Bill Belichick's defense. I think Brian Flores deserves credit, but why is the reason they won and the And you defense.
1: couldn't name more than two guys on their defense. And they still shut them down to three points. That's coaching. I mean, that's all that's coaching. That's all you know, the coaching. They don't
2: have superstars on their defense. All they have good players. McCourty's a really good player. Trey Flowers, Van Noy. These are good players. But the, the scheming and the coaching is just is just better than everybody else. And it's not even close.
3: Yeah, it seems like players never come to the Patriots as all-star caliber players. Brady's was a six-round pick. Edelman was a quarterback at Kent State uh Hogan was lacrosse player yeah just these guys that have no reason to play in
2: the NFL and they become really good players you know that's just what Bill Belichick does and do I think Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time yes do I think it's because that he's He's the most talented talented, no No. does he play the position the absolute best he's the most mobile quarterback no I think Aaron Rodgers is more talented than Tom Brady but I would take Tom Brady in a close situation because he's done it too many times. Mm-hmm.
0: I think Tom Brady, though, is far and away smarter than any quarterback ever, with the exception of Peyton Manning. I think that they're in the same tier. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, but but there's, listen, they're tier one, and then nobody else in it's the like history of football <laughs> is within the next four tiers. Yeah. That's just a blank pyramid there in that area. They're just so far and above. In terms of their, their attention
2: that, to detail, their, their smartness, you yeah. know, because, like, the what the they had to IQ, do... IQ, he,
0: his football Q, IQ... Is high enough yeah, that it outdoes the abundance of talents
1: that well, guys his, that Aaron Rodgers have. Here. Yeah, on his worst day, he could beat somebody on their best day. Exactly. I mean, because because guys like
2: sports. guys like Aaron Rodgers, guys like Carson Wentz, Cam. They're Newton, super fun to watch. They're just so talented that they kind of do they want to do things themselves. They want to run around the pocket, make the 40-yard down the field on your right foot. That and the guys like Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, they don't have that athleticism. So they had to be great pre-snap they had to be great in studying detail because they couldn't make those plays that Rodgers and Wentz you know get out of the pocket broken play and still complete a 40 yard pass they had to be great inside the pocket you know pre-snap you know audibles and they were and that's why they're the greatest yep, so that's why those are the three greatest quarterbacks ever I'm with you they never really relied too much on imp- improvisation they knew they had three plays and they switched to the plays I mean
1: they're just incredible
2: that's why I believe Tom oh, Ray on Ray that players. note
1: Kobe made a comment about James Harden and said, "Your style of play is not what wins championships." That goes hand in hand with what we're talking about with Tom Brady and guys like. Um, well, Kobe should shut up because
0: it's his style of play. Shoot the ball a hundred times a game and but, up forty. Is that is that really is that is that really the but, style of play that wins the championships? I mean, he, he, it won but, in five. Yeah, it it won, it won in five, five championships. Yeah. It did. But I'm just saying. Look at he LeBron.
2: Also needed,
1: he also needed Shaq.
2: <laughs> yeah, but he also had two by himself. Then with other good players, but with he also won. Metta
1: World Peace and Lamar Odom. Yeah, who was on crack?
2: <laughs> yes, down to <at> Stephen <laughs> Ed Smith. Like, yeah, he was the second best player on three of them, but he also won two. Clearly being the best player, and that you know that means something. And, and it, it, it makes sense for him to say because he did it. Because he yeah. his style of play by himself as clearly and not the best player won him two championships. So I, it, it's fair for him to say, and I, I agree with him. I James Harden shooting the ball seventy times a game. is it's not, not exciting. Gonna, it's not gonna win you a championship. You you need Chris Paul. You need Clint Capella. You need the other three point shooting. If he,
0: could,
1: if he keeps putting up sixty. He's put oh, up, I think, 30 a game. That's he all going to change. I think 18 games or something, which is like the record. That's like, all going to change in the playoffs, though. They're going to let them be more
2: physical. He's going to get thrown around more. That This type of style play don't work Yeah, the like
1: you, you breathe on their elbow and they just call the foul. That doesn't happen in the playoffs. Now that he's in the playoffs, he's going to try to draw his foul and a whole bunch of times they're not going to call it. Which that's is why, why I don't watch turnovers. the NBA until the playoffs. Exactly. Nobody <laughs> does. Unless <laughs> so, it's like Lakers-Warriors when LeBron's actually on the court. You know, they don't, yeah. they don't watch but
2: it. I, say, I agree that, you know, James Harden iso ball. A hundred times a game is not going to win a championship. A- right. one I, ball. I I, I completely agree like that. with that. What the Warriors do is what wins you championships: making the extra pass, playing really good defense, you know, working as a team, taking coaching. That's what wins you championships. Mm-hmm. You know what else you know? wins you
0: championships? Tom Brady, having Kawhi Leonard and Anthony Davis on the same team. Oh yeah! Speaking of Anthony Davis,
2: um, they the Lakers <laughs> pulled out of the Anthony Davis conversation because for they good said, reason. <laughs> they said that the Pelicans are off, are asking for too much. Apparently they want four first-round draft picks and basically the whole uh, core. All that in a bag of chips. Kuzma, Ingram. I think they want Stevenson. And the Lakers said they're willing to absorb Solomon Hill's contract from the Pelicans to make things work. <laughs> but the Pelicans want
1: more. And then, and then they said, I want all your first-round picks and your second-round picks. I mean. Forever. I want your future. Forever. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, it's literally, we, we made this analogy before we uh, started recording. It's like playing franchise mode of, of any video game ever. And you just give up all your draft picks until 2040 in exchange for LeBron James. And for, then, what do
1: you, then what do you do after, like, the two years you win the championships? You just well stop then,
0: Yeah, then he retires, and then you delete your franchise mode and start a new one. <laughs> and, then, and that's what they want to do. They want to. I was re- really asking, what
2: would the Lakers do with the rest of their roster? Would they bring guys from the G League up and play? They'd have to. They would have to. LeBron's done team. it
1: before. Look at his 0-9 team. Because you're literally losing last <laughs> like like year's Cavs. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like you're literally losing four or five guys on your roster. Like yeah. you would have to bring
0: in G League guys, right? That would be the only way to mm-hmm. fill some roster spots. Or trade more. Or trade your your 2027 first round draft pick in exchange for assets that you can use on the floor now. That Just works. go ahead and change your trade your 2027 pick. Or
1: now. trade back for Vadova and shut down Steph Curry. Yep. <laughs> it's done. Yep. Where is he at nowadays?
0: I don't know. He's bounced around, but he's in the NBA. Yeah,
1: uh, he plays
0: for the the Bucks, I think.
2: The Cavs or the Bucks.
1: Yeah, he was. Uh, he's not with the Cavs anymore. There was some soundbite of him, like somebody flopped. He's like, "Man, you're still flopping. I hope you get fine." Gosh. <laughs> yeah.
2: So yeah, before we move off the football topic, we are going to talk a few more ideas, and there's one idea that's been swirling around after Julian Edelman won MVP of the Super Bowl. You know, and rightfully so, he was torching the, the Rams' defenses any way he wanted. There's people saying, I guess even credit to Hall of Famer saying that Julian Edelman should be in the Hall of Fame. What do you guys think about this?
0: You guys carry this conversation. I'm gonna pull up the stats for
2: reference. We're gonna pull up some Julian uh, Edelman before fans.
1: him. Put in, like you said before the podcast, Isaac Bruce, yeah. T.J. Huzmanzada, Chad Johnson. All yeah, these they, names of great skill set Toring receivers. Hull. Torrey Holt. Yeah, all yeah. these guys that, you know, you just throw in the ballot before him.
2: Yeah, I want to say that Julian Edelman is a really good receiver. I'm not denying that. But is no, he a Hall is. of Famer? Yeah. Absolutely not. He is not a Hall of Famer. And you that's have... coming
0: from a guy who thinks Carson Palmer deserves to be in the <laughs> <game>. Hall <laughs>
2: Yeah, and Carson
0: Palmer does deserve to be
2: in the Hall Shut of Famer. Shut up. Fame. Yeah, yeah, Carson Palmer's that. a Hall of Famer. Yikes.
3: I, I don't think Edelman deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, but I wouldn't have guessed Kurt Warner, based on stats, deserved to be in the Hall of Fame either. And... Did yeah, he but wins. he was a winner, though, too. He was, yeah. but he only played, like, what, 10 seasons? Well,
1: I don't
0: him. know, she dude. He, he had some really, really great seasons he, in the he, Arena League.
3: He,
1: he. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he also bagged groceries.
2: That guy yeah. is insane.
1: Kurt Warner, I could I see, those. I think though, he's a hispian analyst now or something
2: because yeah, Kurt Warner when he was he was the best right there with the best quarterbacks in the league for a good 6 with, to 7 years with Jeff know. Fisher. <laughs> yeah, he when yeah. he had the greatest show on turf. <laughs> yeah, but 9 in it, it 7 short and 9 span. Jeff Fisher yeah. 7 and 9 Jeff yeah. I do agree with Ryan saying though but with, you know, I think it was Dick Vermeil with the uh, greatest show on turf
3: in March, yeah.
2: It was about I think 3 4 years of excellence and then after that he had that downtime with the Giants and then he had that career resurgence with the Cardinals. So you know, I agree. You know, Kurt Warner borderline, but he got in. Yeah. You know, maybe because those the MVP that he won, the Super Bowl that he won, you know, the reputation that he has around the league, it got him into the Hall mm-hmm. of Fame. Julian Edelman is not, by any means not a Hall of Famer. Now his regular season stats. Have his to story
1: is great, like bar none. He came from like what a one-star quarterback recruit to yeah. the best receiver on the best team in the league. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, and that's fine, but he, Hall of Fame is for the absolute elite of the mm-hmm. best of all time. This is not a, a class that anybody can just get into. You know, Julian his regular season stats aren't even in the atmosphere of being a Hall of Famer. He
0: averages about 500 yards a season. Which is like below average. Yeah, below number average. one, <laughs> <level> <laughs> one receiver. Hall of
2: Fame receivers should get 10,000 to 15,000 yards receiving in their career. Yeah, he's
0: got yeah. 5,000 to this point. And, and he's gonna he's, retire soon. Yeah, exactly. He's played ten years in the league now. Mm-hmm. He was a seventh round pick. Jeez.
2: And they're saying that he should be in the Hall of Fame right now. Come on, man. Baseball yeah. writers can't get the Hall of Fame right. <laughs> NFL people can't get
0: the Hall of Fame right. What's wrong with people, man? You guys don't know what Hall of Famers are. His high for touchdowns in a season is seven. <laughs> yeah, that's seven. a Hall of Fame. That's yeah.
3: not a Hall
2: of Fame. He's yeah. got
0: thirty career touchdowns receiving. <laughs> And you, 30. 30. you got...
2: Oh, my
1: God. it's this is Moss this had terrible. 30 in one year with Brady. With
0: one year with Brady. <laughs> <laughs> like
2: That's this a fact. is bad, man. like I, I don't know how you think that he's a Hall of Famer.
0: I think that I this one we, we all agree on. and You no. have to look at this a total like body a, this of this work. This is a
1: rarity. We all agree on something. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't Ryan make here. for a very yeah. good podcast, yeah. does it?
2: No. Wow. <laughs> because you have to look at a total body of work. If he's great in the postseason, <laughs> but he's averaging 500 yards... Of season and the regular season. You're not a Hall of Famer. It has to be a total body of work.
1: And speaking of yeah. Hall of Fame, do you guys agree or do you guys think that Mariano Rivera should have been the first unanimous Hall of Famer? No. Or should it have been Griffey last year? I think no.
3: Griffey should have been. I think Mariano should have been also. I think you guys I think he should have been the first. Game. I think me yeah, and Leo talked about this. Conversation, you guys are both wrong. I
0: think it's a stupid conversation. I think somebody should have been unanimous before this. I was about to like say, yeah. say Paul,
2: you were wrong and you were wrong, too. The first unanimous Hall of Famer should have been over 100 years ago. Probably. Yeah. Ty Cobb should have been unanimous. It was well, 4,000. Ty hits. Cobb was a
1: dick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah.
2: it doesn't matter. It yeah. does, What did you do on the baseball field? Yeah, exactly. that, that's what the Hall of Fame is. It was Ty Cobb's 4,000 hits not good enough for your unanimous Hall of Fame? It was Willie Mays' 660 home runs and gold gloves and all-stars not enough for your unanimous Hall of Fame? It was Johnny Bench's... 10 gold gloves, two MVPs, World Series MVP, was that not good enough for your unanimous Hall
1: of Fame vote? Was Jackie
0: Robinson not good enough to be a unanimous unanimous Hall of Fame
1: vote? come on, on, man. But because there was nobody in that spot because it's vacated, did Griffey deserve it last year? Yeah. I think Griffey deserved it, but I don't think but the situation... should have started with Griffey. It, say, yeah, oh, you're right, it should have started, started. No, started but started this whole with conversation
0: Griffey. started about should Mariano Rivera have been the first. No. And I think, I think the answer is no, he shouldn't have been. But who the hell cares?
3: <laughs> <You're> <laughs>
0: like, are we really mad at, like, Mariano Rivera doesn't deserve to be the first unanimous <laughs> Hall of Fame? I is
3: mean, that his fault? I mean, the Hall of Fame is no. the Hall of Fame. Man. Yeah, I don't care um, if you get all the votes or if you didn't get two votes... You're in the whole
2: thing. But, like, like my problem wasn't even him being unanimous. I'm fine with him being unanimous, but they're over 100 years too late on who should right. be the first one, is what I'm saying. Baseball's, but Who cares? Baseball's
1: always 100 years too late on everything, though. Yeah, exactly. That's, well, that's, that's, from, the, out of that's from the purest moment. standpoint.
2: Gosh. I mean, that's terrible. I mean, not having the legends of the game not being unanimous and having Mariano Rivera, who deserves to be, but they, they got it. They finally got one, like, decades and millenniums after they should have gotten the first one,
0: you know? Mm-hmm. Well, so. did you hear what Tony LaRusa said?
2: Also a Hall of Famer. I think he is. Tony yeah. Lewis is a yeah. Hall of yeah. Famer. Do you awesome. hear what he said? What did he say? He's like,
0: he's like a player, you know, he's, he's a consultant or something with the Diamondbacks. Right. And uh, he also works for the league in some capacity. But he said something about when they brought somebody in and somebody asked him a question about it, and this was pretty recent, he said, he said yeah, well... You and you you analytics guys can look at all the numbers you want, and I'm thinking he's going to start spitting out the things like war and FIP or whatever mm-hmm. Brian Kenny talks about. Yeah. But, but he, then he says he says you can talk about all the analytics you want, you know, home runs and batting average and on-base percentage, but does he pass the eye test? I'm thinking to myself, hang on. You won two or three World Series, and you're telling me that you don't think that, first of all, you think that home runs and batting average is are – statistics that fall under the category of advanced analytics. What? No, they're not. Those are not, not very
1: t- basic crap. Yeah, those are not advanced. Second of all, you statistics. then tell
0: me that you don't think that those things matter. As long as he passes the eye test. Well, I tell you what, Billy Hamilton, that kid can run. I bet he passes the eye test. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, he may be the fastest guy to ever step on a diamond, man. He, he wow. passes the
1: eye test. This just yeah. happened 15 minutes ago in the NBA. The Grizzlies rejected the Raptors' offer of Kyle Lowry and Jonas Valanciunas for Mike Conley and Marcus Gasol. Oh, wow. That's interesting. That would have been like a tit-for-tat kind of trade. It's pretty even stuff. If right? I
2: say you get point yeah. guard for point guard, and then you get big man for big man. We were just you talking about wins. the Raptors. I was like, wait a minute. I like that for the Raptors because you get a lot of good veteran experience on a defensive-minded team. Mike Connolly and Marcus, all are defensive-minded players. Mm-hmm. It helps your offense. Mike Connolly, he went to Ohio State, go Buckeyes. Of the- I just don't think,
0: can, I don't think you can move Kyle Lowry and not get – and I, I just don't think that trade moves the like the meter at all.
1: Yet you're still. It doesn't. There's no you advantage do upgrade for your team, team I, on that.
2: I mean I guess it's fifty fifty. I I would personally take Conley over Lowry, and I would take Marcus All over Valanchunas. I mean I think you upgrade in two positions. Yeah, but well, it's the same maybe that's style. That's why the
1: Grizzlies de- denied it. No, it's, you, it's like a difference of like six points a game. You know, like who cares? Well, that's six. That's six points in the well, playoffs. Well, teams you're score playing. 130 a game right now. Like who cares? It's like 130 to 140. Like. So the Raptors yeah. offered to the Grizzlies.
2: Yeah. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, then I would I would reject that. Does that like, mean the Raptors are not interested in AD because of the price? Yeah, they're not going to they're not going to give up their whole team. They they've been building. Why for, would you What do you mean they've been building? Because when they, you get guys like Fred VanVleet, you get like Achinobi, you get what well, you had, Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan, but you trade that, you have a lot of good young assets for a team and then you have Kawhi Leonard this year, you What's know, as a Kawhi superstar. Leonard's
0: going, they're going to be terrible.
2: And he's, you know, obviously it's 99% that he's leaving this
0: summer. Yeah, exactly. You know, so they're... so why would you not bolster your team this year? Unless you're going to trade Kawhi Leonard, you should trade to make your team better.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: That's what I'm saying with the, with the Blue Jackets right now is their best players are, are going to leave them. There's no two ways about that. So you can either trade them and look toward the future or you can keep them and add other things. But you can't just keep them and say it. Uh, we think that's good enough. Yeah, because you if you're gonna suck no matter what, when you lose them, you better go for it while you get the chance. You
2: got to do things to improve your franchise, whether that be building for the I future think, or you got to or trying to win.
1: Yeah, I think that's how the Reds missed out on their playoff run when they got uh, beat by the Giants. A few years, ago. what was it like ten years ago? They were good. Like, they ten won't. years ago, I was like. Five years. Five? Ago. Like it seems years. like it's ten years. Actually, ago. it's actually it all just to be bl- ten years it all ago. it all blends <laughs> into history at this point. The rest have sucked for a while. God. Go Cubs. It's
3: probably like eleven or twelve somewhere in there. Yeah, no. he, it Ryan gets it. it she was, gets it. It happened in twenty twelve. It's like
0: seven years ago. Yeah, facts. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. That's in the middle of five and ten. Also, there's another fact for you. History yeah. <laughs> facts. Take your notes when you listen to Amateur Hour, right? I am Amateur Hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, you go.
2: there you go. We bleed Amateur Hour. All right. What else is there to talk about? So what else is there to talk about? So oh, there soccer. Is a, uh, um,
1: Salah. All right, you know it's, it's a sad story, the guy that died in the plane crash.
2: Oh yeah, mm-hmm. about the uh this there was a player who was going to get it transferred to another He was just traded to Cardiff City,
1: and he was on the way to his new team, and he died in a plane crash. It's Muhammad just missing. Salah? No, 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 different Salah. Uh, Emiliano Salah. That's not. I'm not saying like
0: oh no big deal, but like that would have been like a major hit to the soccer. That would world. yeah no, that oh would, like gosh.
1: everybody would have stopped.
2: If that was Mohamed Salah, the whole world would be like. All of Egypt All would have just it. stopped existing. Yeah,
0: because Mama's <laughs> a lot is Egypt, man. He's yeah. the Not one that, that his Egypt. life is any more than this other. Yeah, yeah, that's not what we're
1: saying.
2: Yeah. But man, may know he may he rest in peace, but the you talent know. level is certainly different. Exactly. The reputation of these yeah. two the And
1: Kante yeah. offered to give his whole paycheck this year. It's like eight hundred grand in a search party. He was going to fund the entire search party trying to find Salah because they used to play together. Spell that name, please. S-A-L-A. Yeah. No, N'Golo Kante. Oh,
2: N-G-O-L-L-K-A-N-T-E. Yeah, N'Golo Kante, the do-it-all midfielder for Chelsea. And real quick, our last football topic we did want to talk about was... We don't talk about
1: soccer here, do we? Huh? We don't talk about soccer. oh a lot. We, yeah, we could talk about Champions no, League. No, no, we're good. We're, we're already. Yeah, I get my
0: power play. What, what's your guys' second?
1: <laughs> what, what do you? Um, Hazard's probably going to leave soon. He announced that I've made my decision. He keeps leaving everybody on yeah, the no, cliffhanger. Yeah, everybody knows. Hazard everybody knows he's leave. going to Madrid. Everybody, everybody knows he's knows.
2: leaving. Now they're saying he's toxic in Chelsea. That he's not. Gonna he is work. toxic
1: because he, he don't even want to be there. Yeah, When a
2: player doesn't want to be there, that wears off on other teammates. That wears off on coaches mm-hmm. and guys like
1: content That's impressionable because he just loves to play soccer. He's just there.
2: Yeah, he just he's a do it all. And then in terms of Champions League. Um, That's Ju- seven days from now. Yeah, Juventus is the only team that goes into Champions League undefeated, undefeated in
1: league play because PSG just lost to Lyon.
2: Yeah, I mean, I love, I like Juve. You know, I'm a Ronaldo guy, so I'm pulling for him. I should have
1: worn my jersey today, damn.
2: Their their defense is shaky, man. Their defense is. Who, Juventus? Really, yeah. Because they're Juventus. Yes, they really. They, yeah, their their defense is is. Chiellini
1: and Bonucci right in the middle. And you're gonna say they're shaky. They're all. Alexandra on the left. You're gonna say they're shaky. I like their. I like
2: their left. I like their backs. Like their right and left backs, but inside they're too slow, man. I mean, you got. You guys don't have like,
1: to be fast when you just sit in the middle <laughs> of freaking field. Like, I'm. Barcelona
2: looks like the real deal to me, man. They look like they're gonna take it all at Champions League this year.
1: How is anybody gonna say Messi is below the fifth best player in the league and he leads the world in goals right now? And And assists.
2: No no sport can get their MVPs or Hall of Fames right, man. No no sport can do that. What's it called? But Barcelona, man, they look like they're coming for a mission. Messi looks like he's a he's a man possessed Mm -hmm. because of what Happened to him saying that he was in fifth and the best player and of the war, in the board. we
1: get three world. El Clásicos in less than a month. Yeah, there. Real Madrid and Barcelona. For played, anybody who doesn't watch soccer, it's the biggest soccer game in the world times three within thirty days. Yeah, it's
2: basically that's like three. getting Cavs yeah. Warriors.
1: Yeah, three times in a month. But week. it's like it's all even, like it's yeah. all playoff pretty much. Like, say,
2: even saying Cavs Warriors, that's disrespectful to El Clásico. Saying yeah. Cavs Warriors, I mean, this is the like biggest soccer game in the world. The two best teams, two most you know historic, you know so- soccer franchises ever playing three times in a
1: month. And Ronaldo. Made a lasting impact on Madrid by leaving because they don't they don't score anymore. They might not score once in the three games.
2: Yeah. Okay. So real quick before we get into uh, Leo's power play, we did want to talk about the Bengals hiring Zach, Zach Taylor, Taylor officially now as their head coach. After many people are shaking about it now because the way Jared Goff played yesterday, they're like, oh, we don't know if this is the right move for the Bengals anymore. <laughs> Shut up. I think that's a little over exaggerated. A little. <laughs> because even though I don't think Goff played well, his offensive line was also really bad yesterday. Mm-hmm. They were known as the top five offensive line in the league, and they were getting bullied around one on ones.
0: You gotta feel schematically. Little, yeah. Goff was terrible in the Super
1: Bowl during a sophomore season. Sorry, what? Like, it's sophomore season. You made it to the Super Bowl. Nick, like, Foles, come on. Nick Foles beat Tom Brady as a backup. You can't diss somebody for being on the number one offense in the yeah. league and being a second-year guy. It's a yeah. fact. It's it a is fact.
2: fact. And I, mean, I think Zach Taylor is a good coach. We'll see, you know, how he turns. He brought Brian Callahan to help him, you know, orchestrate the offense. So, hopefully those two minds will help the Bengals' offense. It was a real, you know, gut punch. We just found out that Jack Del Rio is not going mm-hmm. to be the Bengals' defensive coordinator as they Taylor and uh, Del Rio agree that it's just not a good I mean, fit.
1: At least you don't have Gruden. <laughs> we uh,
0: we have not heard anything about an OC. Does that scare you guys thinking it might be a familiar face? If it's no, I, know, I think within house, I'll be I terrified. I think Brian Callahan
2: is coming to be the Brian He's coming to be the OC. Yeah, and he, Zach he, Taylor he, will he, have he, his you know have his say in the offense just as well. I was I was yeah, concerned. Those are gonna
0: be the two off. gonna be two offensive I was like him, Callahan <laughs> was gonna be in an advisory role or something no, like he's that. he's not gonna be the coordinator. Meanwhile, we were gonna say, Hey, Hugh Jackson, you want to be our OC? Oh, Marvin, you want to be you want to be our,
2: <laughs> our defensive coordinator? Oh, great, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: yeah like Callahan was officially hired before Taylor, but that's just because Taylor, was, Cause Taylor was, was still coaching the Rams. Yeah,
2: so we're gonna have two coordinators offensively. Taylor's gonna have his input. Obviously, that's why we hired him to right. be that, that offensive mind. You know, and that Brian Callahan, who's had a really nice career with those Broncos teams that were breaking records with Peyton Manning. So, hopefully the offense will work out. The defense, I'm a little curious now with Del Rio out of the mix. Who do they hire? Maybe Don Capers, who I think would be, a, I guess, average hire. Not, he's not great, but he's not yeah. terrible, you know.
3: I, I wouldn't be thrilled, but uh, Vance Joseph is probably one to keep an eye on. I thought he took the Cardinals oh, defensive did, did coordinator. He, did, yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure he right, took the yeah. Cardinals.
2: I thought I wanted. I like Steve Wilkes, but he signed with the Browns, obviously in our division. He was a really good defensive coordinator in Carolina. Obviously, he took the job in Atlanta—not Atlanta, Arizona. They only gave him one year on a rebuilding team, and they fired him. <laughs> I don't understand why you would fire a coach when you're rebuilding and it's your first year. And then again, I he guess course. I guess that's the dysfunction of the Cardinals as well. You know, Larry Fitzgerald should want out of there. He's coming back for another year. Yeah, he should really want out of there because he's, he's amazing. I mean, Rex he's a kind of defensive
0: cool. coordinator. Uh, i would i would like rex ryan as a defensive I coordinator i would love to have rex ryan I love he, rex he's ryan. a good
2: guy but he's also a defensive mastermind let's get yeah. you know, can we he, also get
0: rob ryan just for fun yeah <laughs> you know, like just because actually i think just he's a just, consultant and I, let's also get cooper manning <laughs> i think he got hired as like a linebackers coach for
2: washington great uh rob ryan and now if i were the Bengals, i would jump all over rex ryan he's a defensive mastermind he's one of the best defensive minds in football. When he's, he's there, a few times. and run, he's yeah, yeah, terrible
0: on ESPN. So it's not like he's sticking around there anytime. <laughs> yeah, time. It, Rex is not uh, the most fun to watch on ESPN for he's sure. He's about as good of an analyst as Pete Rose. He's about <laughs> as useful
1: as a poopy flavored lollipop. So
2: yeah, I like that
0: honestly, Leo. I like that. Give Rex Ryan so, uh, control the defense. Ball. Hmm. Interesting. I don't remember that quote. Doctor Wrench, a Ball. Yeah.
1: Give
2: uh, Rex Ryan control the defense. I like that. I actually like the sound of that. Yeah. So, but we'll see. Obviously. With uh, Zach Taylor just being introduced, I think within the next week he'll announce who his defensive coordinator is. You know what I think it's time for? I think it's time for Leo's power play. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's
0: time. All right, well, we've got some uh, big-time developments earlier as I'm walking over to the studio. Bada-bing! Check the phone. Austin Matthews has signed a five-year contract extension with the Maple Leafs. He was set to become a restricted free agent. After the season, making about eleven and a half per, and that's pretty good dollar. I think that's a good contract for both sides. The good news for Matthews is he's making eleven and a half million per season. Also, chump that's um, Connor McDavid makes about twelve, so he's in Connor McDavid's ballpark. But also, Connor McDavid signed an eight-year contract extension. Austin Matthews got five, so you could say eight mil- or eight years of twelve million might be a better contract than five years at 11 and a half. It's oh, a and more money. Absolutely, absolutely. But like I disagree years. entirely. Really? I disagree entirely wow. because the cap keeps going up. And the trend we're seeing is it's not about, oh, well this good of a player is worth this amount of money. The trend we're seeing is this good of a player is worth this percentage of the cap. So as the cap rises, yeah. players are making more and more money. For instance, Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan in Dallas, they both make the exact, they, they signed for the same amount of years, but, Tyler Sagan signed two years after Jamie Benn. But he's making the same percentage of the cap, but that's more money because the cap went up. Yeah. So Austin Matthews is doing that, as well as he'll be a free agent after his age 24, 25 season. Right in his prime. Right in his prime, where he can sign an even bigger contract. So like now for, or like after this five-year contract is
2: up?
1: After, this after, after contract, his new contract is up. When the
0: cap might be $90 million instead of $80 million. Therefore... He might only make the same percentage, but he's going to make more millions because the percentage, although the same, the cap is higher. So the percentage means that a higher dollar figure. So, certainly interesting on that front. They've got a lot of other stuff going on, too. They're John not Tavares of is still the highest
2: paid player in the league, right? No, uh, McDavid is. He, he's McDavid at, took over as yeah, the he, highest paid he's player. He's at 12. In
0: the he actually took a shave whenever he signed his contract. He could have made 12.5 per season, and he's decided to just take 12. Leave, leave, leave some meat on the ground yeah, for the rest of the Give some 500 time. grand
2: to somebody else. We'll yeah. Give it to another. Yeah, yeah, whatever.
0: whatever. <laughs> but uh, the Leafs aren't out of the woods yet. They've got Mitch Martyr to sign. They've got Andreas Janssen, Kasperi Kappen, and all types of real good players. Uh, they made a trade for good defenseman, Jake Muzzin, um, on the Blue Jackets front. Things are l- really interesting. This team has started to slip lately, but still in contention, still looking good for the playoffs. Uh, but our two best players, as well documented, are likely leaving. That's what Red Band doing. Uh, he's playing well, but he's still gonna leave. <laughs> and the truth is, he's probably gonna leave uh before the February twenty fifth deadline, rather than sticking around until July one. You know,
2: smart, you know. Try to get something for your players. You know, if you know he's gonna walk, just yeah. get something. You know, and anything.
0: It, it gets complicated because there's teams that would say, well, he's gonna be a free agent. Why trade for him? Why not just sign him in the off season? Yeah. And then additionally, because why would you go to assets if you know he's gonna be available? Sign him, him anyway. Right. Yeah. And so, in the Blue Jackets, since they're in contention. The only way they're going to trade him to another team is another team who's in contention because he's a rental. But that team in contention who's going to get him, because they're in contention, they're not going to give you anything off their roster. Yeah. Therefore, the Blue Jackets are getting futures. Well, the Blue Jackets are also trying to win now. So they're stuck in a position where they're almost forced to trade him for futures and then trade those futures to you know, a low-end team in the league in exchange for one of their current better players so they've almost got to make two trades in order to benefit from trading one of the best players and then you realize that's only half the equation they've got goalie Sergey Wabrowski who's even more of a mess considering he's got a no trade clause and it's going to be really interesting to see what happens I don't know if it'll be good if it'll be bad but regardless it will be interesting and all eyes are on the Blue Jackets in the NHL um do you and- think the God. Blue Jackets
2: are actual contenders or do you think they're just gonna make the playoffs and get beat
0: I think they are
2: because right now I know the Penguins own them for the past couple years, the Penguins are their daddy.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's always been, with the Penguins and the Capitals, it's always been big brother syndrome. Yeah. The The team matches up against them, but then when it comes time, Crosby takes over. Yeah. Ovechkin takes over. Yeah. And the Blue Jackets can't match that. And, and I think they're contenders as in they're a good team, but nationally a lot of people look at them through the scope of, they keep these guys, they're a cup contender. I don't see that. I don't see that at all. And to me, I, I say, why would you contend for the second round?
2: I agree. Yeah. I
0: think you trade your guys in hopes of next year and a few years down the line contending for the cup. Yeah. Because contending for the second round, I know they've never made it that far, but I don't care about the second round. You get to a conference championship, that's exciting. You get to a cup final, that is enormous. You win the thing. That's what you play for. You don't play for the second round. Yeah, the second round doesn't get you really doesn't The
2: Bengals do. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, the Bengals at this point, they're just playing for a playoff one at this point. If Zach Taylor gets a playoff one, he'll go as maybe – the, the first or second greatest coach of all time. He'll be better um, than Marvin. Yeah, I would, say, the Marvin. <laughs> I would say second because uh, we've had Sam Weiss take us to the Super Bowl, but he would be right up there with the top two, top two or three coaches if you just want a playoff game. Because you know that's what happens when organizations are bad for so long. Just winning a playoff game or two was just so great for them. But when you're an organization like the Penguins or I know the Red Wings are bad right now, but when the Red Wings contend, they've won so many championships, yeah. it's it's championship or bust. You know, Alabama, they don't win the championship, it's a bust. Right. You know, that that's a great organization, the Patriots. If you don't win a championship, it's not a good season. It's about standards.
0: Yeah, it's about, exactly. It's about standards. It's your standards. Exactly. So, uh, as I told my mother when I came home with a poor report card in junior high, Keep your standards low and be surprised from time to time. <laughs> Spoken like a true Blue Jackets fan. <laughs> and a Reds fan. And, and, and a, a Cincinnati Bengals fan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just a Cincinnati
2: sports fan in general. This is what we grew up with. Who knows?
1: Maybe FCC will uh, be our savior. Yeah, the first MLS know. game is in like two weeks nationally televised. Yeah. yeah isn't that cool. exciting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, They've
3: they, they got a tough start to the season. Though. Like, yeah, they play
1: the Sounders the first game, don't they?
3: Yeah. Ugh.
2: Luckily, they don't get to play Sebastian Giovinco, who just left <laughs> Toronto FC. Yeah. He was the best player in the MLS, so I guess, I'm. Was Lawton came, I guess. That's what you want to say. But yeah. Giovinco, for a good five, six years, was the best player in the MLS, hands down. Hands down, yeah. So, I know we'll see. Yeah, going into the MLS, it's exciting. You know, another professional sports team in Cincinnati, it's always a good time. And obviously, we're going to have a lot of baseball coming up. We're going to have a lot of college basketball coming up with March Madness just around the corner. Obviously, baseball season pitchers and catchers report one week. A- as we record next week yeah next week when we record pitchers and catchers will be in spring training which is exciting
0: and maybe JT Real Muto will be in good year. I hope not I don't think they need him but we've been down that rabbit hole we don't have to start yeah. that now but. Yeah. We so
2: we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens you know and whatever happens obviously we'll be we'll be here to talk about it yeah we for should, sure we'll be here to dissect it Ryan any final thoughts? that's it that's a wrap Thank you. For the, <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you for the pod follower to come join us yeah that's right that's right back. we always
0: appreciate it you're always welcome my man So that's going to do it for this podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and we're going to catch you guys next Tuesday. That will be what, the 12th? Is that right? At 7 to 5, that's 12. Well, okay, cool. That's why I was asking you. My math skills are a little uh, (laughs) subpar. Like I said, keep those expectations low. (laughs) So uh, as I was saying, thanks for listening, and we will catch you guys next week on Amateur Hour. Peace.